Hello, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Jog Your Mind on Numa. Now, unfortunately, due to a small technological error, I was unable to record this episode with my microphone, so the audio quality might be a little bit diminished. It's uh, captured by my iPhone. Now, that said, today's episode is an interesting one. It comments on the idea of unity and multiplicity, uh, as expressed by the great Polish-American poet of the 20th century, Czesław Milots. It also touches on the ideas of the pre-Socratic philosopher Parmenides, what he thought about the world and its unity, and also some conjectures about the divine. I hope that you enjoy this episode, with which, on my new YouTube page, a video will be associated. I hope that you enjoy this episode, and please subscribe to this channel and leave on it a five-star rating or a commendatory review. And with that, I give you this episode of Jog Your Mind. Hello all, and welcome to another episode of my spontaneous series, Jog Your Mind, a series in which I share with you uh, the thoughts that come across my mind while I'm out on my morning run. Now, this morning, I traversed about 11 miles at a 7-minute, 20-second, minute-per-mile pace, so I was moving right along in this sultry, steamy, hot, southwest Florida weather. Now, as I came to the conclusion of my run, I was thinking about a line from the great Polish-American writer, Czesław Milots. He was a poet, um, an educator, and an emigrant from Poland. He lived there during the occupation of that poor wretched country by the Nazi regime. In one of his letters uh, to a countryman with whom he had an ongoing correspondence, he talks about the idea of unity in multiplicity. This idea struck me and has stayed with me ever since. Unity in multiplicity. He uses as an example of unity and multiplicity, art. Think of your favorite artwork. Maybe it's one with which your own walls are adorned, or one 
that stimulates you to go to your local museum every year. For me, just to my side, out of the shot, I have the centerpiece of Thomas Cole's great uh, Pentateuch five-panel work, The Course of Empire, its consummation. Now, of course, if you know anything about the picture, there is certainly multiplicity abounding. Scenes in the background, scenes in the foreground of splendor, of prosperity. And yet, despite all the, vari the variety that the scene expresses, there's unity in its whole. Think of Raphael's The School of Athens. Similarly, you have philosophers and great thinkers in every section of the work, and yet there's a unity to it. Now bring to mind any artwork, and the same applies. Cheslaw then comments on the fact that not only in artwork do you see this unity in multiplicity, but in human personalities as well. Think of your own personality. Sometimes it's sanguine and happy. Sometimes melancholic and down. Sometimes hopeful, sometimes despairing. But in this multiplicity, there is what comes to be you. Now, of course, certain personality traits manifest themselves more than others. Maybe you're more open, more conscientious, more extroverted, more agreeable, or more narcissistic. But you're not one of these things to the exclusion of all others. but you're a unified whole, composed of many smaller parts. Working our way from art to human personalities, there are human families as well. Think of your own family. Is this not a certain unity of a multiplicity, a father, mother, if we're talking about a traditional family, a nuclear family? with children, creating in their relationship with each other, with one another, a unified whole. Expanding this even further, could we not say that there is a unity and multiplicity in a nation? In fact, is that not the very the very ethos of America. Think of its Latin, well, think of the Latin phrase with which it is synonymous, e pluribus unum, out of many, one, out of a multiplicity, one nation, one nation, faithful to certain basic tenets of equality, of liberty, and of justice. Now, of course, these aren't tenets to which we've always lived up, 
But I think it's worth reflecting on the fact that they are at the very heart of our declaration and they inspire our constitution. Beyond this, beyond countries, beyond local interests, or even hemispheric interests, there's a unity and multiplicity in the human race. I think of Shakespeare when I think of this. Amongst his diversity of characters, from Hamlet to Macbeth, to Shylock, to Horatio, to Prince Hal, to Falstaff, to Edgar, to King Lear, to Gertrude, to Ophelia, to Lady Macbeth, and so on. Every aspect, every feature of human nature is captured, and not only captured, but depicted in a most impressive, extraordinary, and eloquent way. If you know Shakespeare, you know this to be true, that out of a, uh, a multiplicity, there is indeed unity, a certain unity in human nature. Beyond literature, I think this is applicable to the real world, the world in which we live. We might think ourselves here in America very different from those people living in sub-Saharan Africa or in Beijing, China, or in the Donbass region of Ukraine, or in Austria, or in South America or in Poland, from which Milots hails. But there is a unity among us. Just like Shylock says in Merchant of Venice, he bleeds just the same as his Christian brethren. He laughs at the same jokes. He cries at the same losses as we all do, no matter our creedal differences, our ancestral divergences, our economic status, the places from which we come. Now, I think this can be brought to one final level. It's a level to which I'm not completely comfortable going. But I'll think about it with you as my guide, nonetheless, and that's the level of the divine. That might be the ultimate unity, a unity without multiplicity. Everywhere else in nature, in art, in humankind, in human nature, in countries, there is multiplicity in unity. But in God, or the author of the universe, or the creator of the cosmos, there is unity alone. 
I'll end with this. As I was finishing my run, I thought about the idea of a unity ultimately inherent in the divine being, in the divine spirit, which led me to think about the pre-Socratic philosopher Parmenides. Parmenides lived and philosophized in Elia, the southern part of Italy where uh, Salerno might be located today, thereabouts, on the western side. He was the first to expound the idea that all is one. That in the realm of truth, there is only unity, there is only being, no becoming. All that is, is. His school of thought, carried on by Zeno, of whose paradoxes you may or may not be aware, with which you may or may not be familiar, was contrasted with that of Heraclitus, who famously said that one cannot step into the same river twice. He was a believer in flux, in change, in impermanence. So Milotz, I think, the great Polish-American writer and intellectual, is carrying on an idea that has very ancient and bewildering origins. An idea to which, even after my run this morning and sharing my ideas with you, I haven't a resolution. So I leave you with this. Unity in multiplicity. E pluribus unum. Be well, my friends. <laughs>